tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Yes, it will. Welcome to a huge show today. It's uh it's another going to be an instant classic. I'm so excited to have the guest on today. But I, as you know, we got to get a little business out, guys. Things are amazing. Um, things are amazing right now. Uh, live shows are everywhere, dude. Everywhere. Uh, we're, 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 we got the list. The next big show is in uh, Sacramento. The Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night will be live at Harlow's in Sacramento. If the first show sells out, we will add a second show. We have been killing it, so I would highly suggest you grab your shirt, your tickets now. Okay, that is uh, August twenty. No, yeah, no, August July second. twenty. Uh, okay, August second uh, at seven thirty on Friday. Okay, August second, seven thirty on Friday, and then after that, we are in uh, St. Louis at the Heliums. Eddie Bravo, myself, XG, and we have uh, Jeffrey Wilson from Conspiracy Farm will be on there. And that, no, no, Indianapolis, he won't be there. It's just the three of us. And then the next night, we are in St. Louis. That is a 420 show, and we will have Jeff Jeffrey Wilson from the Conspiracy Farm there. Grab those tickets. People are hitting me up. Our shows are selling out. I would highly suggest you grab them right now. Grab them early, and I tell you why you do it. You help the show out when you grab the tickets early, okay? And sometime down the road, I'll explain why. I can't right now. So we got that. What's the next one? Then we got oh, Bakersfield. Yes. Bakersfield. We are at Brooklyn's in Bakersfield. That is August 17th. Myself, Eddie Bravo, XG, and Tiger from Absolute Extract will be joining us for that one. Washington, D.C. is after that with Tim Dillon. Uh, then we got Cobb. So those shows are all coming up. I know Cobb's is not up yet, uh, but those tickets will be up, and that show will sell out. Uh, that is amazing. Guys, the Patreon is on fire. Go to patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat, and we are talking Conspiracies Now is on Fire. I'm doing some phone interviews. Now, here's the thing, dude. I'm trying to set up a place where I can do better audio. That's coming along right there so I can do these Patreons better for you guys. But please, that's a great way to support the show. Now, if you're a 2 or $3 uh, tier person, I just got to let you know I'm just doing fives for now on. So uh, hit me up. We can work something out. But they're only five. So if you have a 2 or 3 that's why you haven't seen any uh, content the last like two weeks or so or five weeks, something like that. It's just, it's so hard and there's so much now going into the show that I need to get, just do fives on that. And, um, so that's that. T-shirts are up. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and grab T-shirts. Those are another great way to support the show. And I'm also on Cameo. Do you know what Cameo is? No, I saw you on it today. People want me to do shout outs. Go there, cameo.com backslash Sam Tripoli and get them shout outs. Okay, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. 
BetDSI for all your bet needs. Go to BetDSI, use the promo code uh, HAT100, and they will match anything up to $500. Make a deposit, $300. You'll have $600 in your account, and you have to gamble so much, and you will get that cash. UFC, boxing, NFL's heating up. Raiders going undefeated, winning the Super Bowl, winning the NBA <laughs> title. Probably will beat the Cardinals in the World Series. Who knows? Amazing things are going on. So we got all that. Support the show, and we are working on those conspiracy bets as we speak. I've already listed a bunch of them. They should be listed soon. So, I think that's the business. Anything else? No, that's pretty good. Ready to go. We're ready to rock this shit. Yeah, I got in, got out. What time are we at? 4.40. If I hear one person complain. Guys, you got to hear those. This is how the show grows. There's so much amazing stuff going on. There's so much amazing stuff going on. And the, sh- and the pre-reads that we give you before the show is how you help the show get even bigger. Things are going big. Me, Eddie, XG, we're out there. We're the three wise men. We're going to uh, all your huts and meeting your mom who's a virgin but pregnant <laughs> and somehow got knocked up without dad knowing why he was out making the job. Which, by the way, is every single story on Maury Povich, by the way, and Jerry Springer, is every guy was out working, came home, his wife was pregnant, and she tried to convince him with some holy shit. That girl jiggling her tits at the show? Yeah. She's been on Jerry Springer. She is going to be on Jerry yeah. Springer. She's like, her I love was there. all the black guys. Yep. So listen, guys, uh, we have a big show coming up. I'm super honored to have this guy on the show. Uh, you know, we've kind of been doing the conspiracy stuff, I guess, for uh, around the same time. But I remember when I was getting in the queue, I'd find this dude. and He had a whiteboard and he was just writing on the whiteboard breaking everything down. I go, man, this guy gets what he's doing. Uh, he's a producer. He's a, a YouTuber. Uh, he's, you've seen him on everything. Uh, he's on this awesome movie called Above Majestic, which is how I see the world. It is a real honor. Another uh, heavy hitter. He, I feel like he's one of the uh, royalties of what we do, and it's very cool to have him on uh, You know, as a guest. Please welcome to so- the show Jordan Sather, everybody. How are you, boss? Doing great, man. Appreciate you having me on, most definitely. And I will be making it to one of those comedy shows one of these days. My life goal is to get to a Sam Tripoli comedy show. Dude, you need to reach for higher goals. Listen to me, dude. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, do you do comedy at all? Do you like? Do you do any live performances at all? I would love to. Love to get into that. Jordan, I... I Here's the thing, Jordan. It's just I'm here with Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Bravo. We go on the road. He's my best friend. I love him. He does not believe in space. That it's a weird thing. So we'll work that out. But anytime we're near you, you want to come do the show, man. You have an open you you have an open invitation either to come hang out as our guest, come to the back room, hang out with all the conspiracy groupies, or which, which there's none, by the way, and uh, or come up on stage with us and hang out and just do. Do some stand-up, man. Work on 10 minutes. Come up on stage. Hell yeah. Throw it out, dude. Like a Whose Line Is It Anyway conspiracy edition. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> funny, dude. Just throw down some things on the ground, lift up a paper, and then we just have to riff on that. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing ever. Jordan, you have always been one of the... Uh, I don't know if it would just like you got you went right to the front of the line, it seems, uh, because of your production value on your videos and your information you were putting out. How did you get into all this this genre? I call it spiritual skepticism. Most people call it conspiracies. How did you get into this whole thing? Spiritual skepticism. I like that one. Conspiracy analyzing. Uh, yeah. Really, it started back in like 2011 or 12. I 
was in college at the time and was just drinking and not really caring about the studies and whatnot. And I ended up getting a job at a local health food store and I was figuring out really the truth about what's going on in the pharmaceutical industry and the nutrition industry and, and that whole rabbit hole. So at the time, I decided to drop out of college because I liked what I was learning there a whole lot more. And I spent years just not only going down those rabbit holes, you know, GMOs, vaccines, uh, hidden cancer cures, things like that. But I got into, I mean, pretty much everywhere. You start studying the families, the, in the uh, institutions behind big pharma, Rockefellers, all them, that instantly leads you into the financial system, that leads you into or at least it led me into researching uh, free energy and UFOs because, of course, the uh, oil cartels don't let the technologies out. So they lose a lot of money doing that. And yeah, it was just years researching all that sort of stuff. And about two, two and a half years ago, I finally made the decision just to leave the corporate world, leave all the jobs that I was at, and just start going full bore into whatever I could do on the internet. So I started a YouTube channel and just started doing uh, videos almost every single day on that and then using Twitter, Facebook, uh, Patreon too. So there you go. Last two and a half years have just been a ride doing that. You seem to be loved by everybody. One of my favorite people on the planet, one of my friend, uh, Cassie jo Casey Jones is a huge fan of yours. She wanted to say oh, hello. Yeah, feedback report. Casey? Yeah, mm -hmm. she is yeah. one of the smoke shows of conspiracies <laughs> that seems to be out there. It's like the guys all look like they live with their mothers in basements and have 30 cats, and the women are all smoke shows. God bless it. Um, so, But were you always into like uh, just being a skeptic in life? I know my father raised me super paranoid yeah. and like to question yeah. everything. Were when you I was always back that guy? in like high school – I was, I'm not like this anymore, but I was like super hardcore atheist, right? I grew up just like anti-religion and I would look at the Catholic Church and super question it. And I would even do reports and stuff in my classes on how much I thought the Catholic Church sucked. And it would trigger some people. So, you know, I, I don't think like that anymore. I think a lot differently than I, than I did back then. What now, do you think about that? I mean, like, it's very interesting because I was like... Oh, yeah, we all know the Catholic Church sucks now. And I know how people yeah. have a visceral reaction when you say that the people who are Catholic. You know, I'm not saying Catholicism sucks. I'm saying the institution, which is the Vatican and its fucking octopus virus that is everywhere, <laughs> is awful. I mean, how many kids do we have to have this happen with before we sit, start you know it's identity politics it's the same thing it's like catholics with the vatican yeah. jews with israel we just sit here we just like you do identity politics and you defend people you've never met before instead of going okay these people are on their own shit i'm not that person like what where are you with all that i mean why aren't there dick doodles on churches i don't get it your thoughts yeah dude it's it's creepy how many priests from all across the board, any country is getting exposed these days. And I mean, people get so attached to labels, right? They get attached to religious labels. They get attached to labels all across the board. I mean, shit, people get attached to whatever their diet they're doing. I'm paleo, I'm vegan, this or that. But when you label yourself, you box yourself into that thinking. And it doesn't allow you to really open your mind and think outside that box. And the way I view it, you know, like you said, it's not Catholics are bad. It's not Jews are bad. 99% of them, 99.9% are, are all awesome great people, people, but we can't deny that these organizations, these institutions have been infiltrated from the top, and that's what this, this deep state or this new world order has done to basically every single institution all across the board, full spectrum dominance, full spectrum control.
And they do this with religions too, all of them, all of them. Yeah, I mean, like I talk about, like I, I believe Israel is not about religion. Israel is about uh, uh, being basically the land bridge for China, uh, Asia and Africa to get their goods the easiest way to Europe. And that's what the Greater Israel Project is. And it's nothing against Israelis. I love Israel. I know a lot of Israelis who are wonderful people. I know a lot of Palestinians who are w- wonderful people. And if they exactly. actually just sat down and had a conversation, they'd realize they're more alike than, than they are different. But what is happening is you have this fucking propaganda. I mean, like, look at America after 9-11 and the, uh, and the blood and the hate and the visceral reaction we had to the Middle East after that and we realized that it was all an inside job and it was done by people who got us to hate people we've never met before, never seen before, never had a conversation before. So just imagine Israel, this tiny ass country with, with all this money being flooded into it, uh, the, the amount of propaganda that be, must be used on this population because when you hear people refer to other people as dogs and animals, I go that person has been brainwashed washed into thinking these people who they've never met before are just fucking less than human. And it's, and it's fucking really sad. And you're right. These groups have all infiltrated the top. It's the very top. Groups don't go like this. Groups don't go like it's this. It's the very groups. top. It's the very top. And the way that the corruption works is that they compartmentalize everything. They compartmentalize everything in the military, in the intelligence community, in corporations, in freaking Scientology or Catholicism. Like the people at the bottom, <laughs> especially Freemasonry is compartmented. The people at the bottom, Excellent. they have no idea what's really going on at the top. I heard a story the other day about a dude who uh, – was a 33rd degree Freemason. And you think, oh, the 33rd degrees, those are the ones they keep hidden, and everybody who's a 33rd degree Freemason is is evil. But this guy was a 33rd degree Freemason. I didn't know him. I just uh, was told about him. But he didn't even know what other 33rd degree Freemasons were doing. This is how compartmentalized it all gets. And there were even, there's probably even levels above him in Masonry or these other secret societies now. So it's just all been so compartmentalized. You could have you could have two guys working for a corporation or working in the Air Force for the same corporation. They have no idea what each other's doing, even though they work right next to each other. One guy could be working on a totally secret black project. The other guy's working on something public for NASA or something like that. And they still don't have any idea what each other's doing. So it's so secret. All this compartmented secrecy is how they've been able to keep this information to themselves. I couldn't agree more, dude. That's why I'm so for open source, just open sourcing information, you know, putting it out there, letting people make up their own minds. I I couldn't agree more. I always talk about like at the comedy store, there's all these kind of like clicks. I mean, we're all family there, but we're clicks. You got the Joe Rogan click. You got the Chris D'Elia click. You got the Ali Wong click. And they're all at the comedy store, but... They don't know what the other one's doing. They don't check in every day. One could be doing one right. thing. One could be doing another thing. But they're all comedy store comics. Well, but that's how I think Area 51 is. Is they'll just give you this one little job and you don't really know what that even means. Yeah. You, they I just mean, give like, you dude, this. You have one little thing. He has one little thing. And you're not allowed to talk about it. So you just do that. And then yeah. they get all the parts together. Yeah. And they all, one guy knows what's going on. Yeah. And they keep everything. That's how they keep everything so secretive. I agree exactly. with that. Totally. Um, so let's get into... For me, man, I remember uh, how I I was always in the conspiracies. I always talk about it, whether it was it's Santa Claus or uh, the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting busted in a car together, where I was like, oh, something else is going on that we're not getting told, you know? But for me, like things, I, I mean, 9-11, I was JFK, I've always been that guy. But I, I this podcast came from 
when I started watching Hillary jack the primary from Bernie Sanders. And then the WikiLeaks shit dropped. And I remember Hillary going, oh, man, the Russians hacked me. I go, okay, maybe, but that doesn't explain what's in the fucking emails, man. (laughs) Like, what's in the emails is 10 times worse than whatever hacking you're trying to convince me is bad. I appreciate the hacking, even though we know it's not a hacking, but I appreciate it because let me know what shady shit you're up to. It's like me running up the XG with a picture of phone going, hey, dude, I got a video of your girlfriend, you know, hooking up with this other guy. And he's like, where'd you get that video? But I'm like, no, dude, don't worry about where I got the video. It's what's in the yep. video that matters. When did you, mm-hmm. I mean, like you talk about two and a half years ago, what was the event that got you kind of going, oh, I want to start really diving into this. That right there, the WikiLeaks emails you mentioned, because those dropped in October 2016. And I'll be honest, throughout 2016, like I was, uh, let's actually backtrack. I was a total Ron Pauler in 2012. That's about when I started waking up and I was super into Ron Paul. But once 2012 happened and they dicked Ron Paul over, I got super disenfranchised with everything. So I was still into conspiracies, but I wasn't into politics at all, and I completely pulled away from it. So come 2016 election, when I saw all the buildup to it, Hillary and, and Trump going against each other, I just thought I, – I didn't even care. I thought they were both controlled opposition, both deep staters, and I totally checked out. But come election time and around there, once I saw the WikiLeaks emails drop and then I saw the fact that Trump won over Hillary – and I saw what was in those WikiLeaks emails, you know, all the food code words of Podesta and even the uh, talking Podesta talking about extraterrestrials and zero point energy in those emails. I was like, holy shit. You know, I started to put the dots together in my head and I'm like, these these emails, these WikiLeaks emails, they came out on purpose by somebody within some good guys within the military industrial complex, you know, and then with Trump winning, I also said, holy shit. You know, he must be backed by some sort of alliance or some good guys for that to happen. And then these WikiLeaks emails come out and all this stuff. So it wasn't too long later. I think it was only a couple months later that I started my YouTube channel and I decided to start doing that stuff because of just what I was seeing in those emails, not just the Pizzagate stuff, but the the UFO stuff. And then I was also seeing a bigger picture of like, wow, you know, maybe they would try to disclose ufos or a tiny little piece of ufos to distract everybody from all the human trafficking and the other deep dark occult stuff they do so there was just like such big pictures going on in my thinking perspectives i had that i felt the need to share and that's why i started doing it on youtube i remember for me the moment i realized oh oh shit there is something here was when that gentleman walked into the uh, comet ping pong and start shooting oh, yeah. it up and all total this setup, total uh, setup, right? All this amazing stuff was. Then you just started investigating who this kid was and then who his dad was. He was and an how his actor dad- with an IMDb profile and who the hell paid him? How much did they pay him? And if you actually look at that story, Edgar Welch was his name. He went to comet ping pong. And he didn't even shoot anything. He shot a server. He shot a computer. Shot a computer. And then he, he went outside. And I think a a news story just broke like a month or so ago about it where they actually uncuffed him. They had him handcuffed and they uncuffed him like dude brings a gun in public and the cops are like uncuffing him, just talking to him. No, hell no. 
you know, that was a total setup just so they could run a bunch of attack pieces in the mainstream media. And you look at, like, who his father was. I forget his dad's exact name, but his dad ran a forever young production company. And he oh, had wow, a, yeah. He had a, some sort of Haiti orphan uh, charity organization that was funded by who? The Clinton Global Initiative. I go, holy shit. And then you find out that Comic Ping Pong's lawyer is the guy who owns Best of Pizza and Best of Pizza had right the child next door. Yeah, next door. And that guy was in charge of the department to uh, stop child sex trafficking. I'm like, why is this guy who's in charge of child sex trafficking fucking defending a guy being accused of child sex trafficking. Then you find out that guy's boyfriend is the guy who works for Clinton. You're like, oh my God, it's all connected. And that's when I go, there's something. And I've never looked back at that moment. Mm -hmm. When did you first discover Q? Oh, so I discovered Q pretty early on in terms of Q. Q started near the end of October in 2017 and I had never been on 4chan or 8chan or any of the chans in my life. How many chans are that. there? <laughs> I'm to- yeah, I'm not really that techie. I don't know how to get on that or, or I, I didn't know at the time. But on Twitter, I started seeing these screen captured posts on Twitter. And I was like, what is this? You know, I think it was probably with the second day or something like that that I started uh, that I saw it and started looking into it. And I kept seeing these screen capped posts on Twitter and people would make these graphics, these these of uh, all of them on the picture. And I, I started reading it, and it just made sense. It made sense. All the uh, cryptic statements and the questions that we were getting, it was like such big picture. And they were bringing in so many different topics that, you know, it couldn't have been one conspiracy person. Even if you're into conspiracies and knowledgeable about it. All the things that they were discussing, even within the first few days, it's like this can't be one person. And this can't be one person that's like in a basement or some LARPer or faker like a lot of people try to say. I felt like it was legit. And I felt like it was some inside source that was trying to leak things out to uh, to the public. Actually, it's funny. If you look at uh, – if you go through my videos, Trump made his calm before the storm statement on October 6, 2017. That's when he was in the White House with like – 20 military generals around him and he goes you know what this is this is the calm before the storm and all the media people taking their pictures they go what does that mean mr president he winks and he goes you'll find out you remember that yes 100 yeah. percent. the very next day i did a i did a video on my youtube channel i used that whiteboard that you mentioned earlier and i was i was analyzing what he might have meant with that calm before the storm statement and i was like you know i think we're gonna get document dumps i think we're gonna get some data dumps I think they're going to expose a little bit of corruption. I don't think they're going to tell us everything because there's a lot of deep, dark shit out there. They can't just up front go and tell us. They have to ease it on to us. And I don't think they're going to up and tell us like about uh, the UFO information or that sort of stuff quite yet because that's a little weird. But on this whiteboard, I think the video I called it Calm Before the Storm or something like that. I was like, we're going to get data dumps about FISA abuses and Pedogate stuff and whatnot. And then three weeks later, Q came on and started doing pretty much exactly that. So it's like, I don't know, I got some sort of a intuitive hit as to what was coming. And I also, one of the reasons why I kind of understood it from the beginning so well is because back in like 2012, when I first started waking up, I came across the work of uh, David Wilcock. And he was talking about the whole mass arrest thing for quite a while now way back then i think he was getting some bad leads or or confused by some information he was thinking it was going to happen way back then back in 2012 the 
mass arrests of all the deep state by an alliance or a group of good guys behind the scenes. But uh, of course, that didn't happen in 2012. But nevertheless, I had become disposed to the idea, predisposed to the idea, you know, oh, wow, mass arrest. So that's why come 2017, I started seeing these Q drops. And I'm like, holy shit, this is it. They're warning us that basically mass arrests are going to be coming or they're they're gearing up to start taking down the deep state. And now over the last, what, year and a half, two years now, shoot, we can just go through the timeline of all the things that have been happening and everything we've been told in these drops from Q and we can, God, cross-reference so much. We have so many Q proofs, so many things going on uh, in the mainstream news that we could, we've had hints about or basically foreknowledge about from Q. It's just been uh, an incredible ride since then. You know, it's very interesting. Eddie Bravo would always say, if if the mainstream media is telling me Q is fake, then that that's a sure reason to know it's real. And we went through that one period where everybody was coming out like, I invented Q, and I did this, or it's Synchotica 3323, or whatever that group is that I want to do a show on. But it was all these code crackers and all this stuff, and you would always be like, and I kind of was like, oh, man, you know, like Trump's going to try to go to war with this country. That Maybe it wasn't that it was inside the information. Maybe it was spoiler alerts. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm like, dude, I always... I'm always skeptical of everything. I, I hope for the best, but I hope I'm always skeptical just so I don't get let down, you know? So, so what would be the best? What's that? What would be the best for you? Well, dude, that this Q stuff's 100% real okay. and these arrests are coming. Like people need to understand something. It's like, yeah, we've had the federal reserve since 1913. And that was like a real coup in this country. And uh, if I could fight anybody in history, I'd fight <laughs> Woodrow Wilson in a heartbeat. I'd knuckle up with that piece of shit. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like you got to really look, man. Back in 1913. Yeah. 50 cuffs, yeah. Right? Yeah. He'd be fighting me like this. I come in with some jujitsu. Sh- I take like three <laughs> days of jujitsu and I just get his back, choke his out, choke him out and fuck his ass. Just so everybody sees that in history. Even though I'm not into that shit, I take a couple blue chews and close my eyes and hope and pray. But listen, <laughs> the point is this, dude the point is this is like the real deep state in my opinion is like the coup of jfk is when this this group kind of starts to move in and everything is kind of incremental little tiny 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 movements right tiny movements but this is where the darkness is so we kind of look at this group and it's like it's really only been the last what like 50 60 years and i know that sounds like a lot but it's like in the span of time and history and even this country, it's not all the time. So obviously 9-11 happens and we, you know, there's this hit going on. And I think there's some people in the military that sees that we are fighting people that we are funding. We are fighting enemies who are using our weapons. And I think to me, this is my hope, is that something changes it okay so then q comes out and there's this big push to decredit it but things just kept coming out that were true that like went the whole thing do you remember the white hair with north korea and i'm like holy shit that's real and then facebook and then the you know the pope's gonna have a bad month and then um what else came out um i mean just over and over and over again all these q things just became true i mean you talk about Q proofs. Is there anyone where you're like, wow, that that seals it for me. This is some real shit. Man, I don't know. It's like 
it's already sealed for me, so it's not like a proof that's going to do it. But still, yet again, we get them every day, almost, and it's fun. It's mind blowing every single time. It never gets old, really. I think the first one that got me was like one week into it, where I was like, okay, that's that's the proof where I know it's it's legit. It was where Q said uh, everything has meaning. And then gave us three pluses in this drop. And we were like, what the hell do three pluses mean? And then seven minutes later, Donald Trump makes a tweet. And the tweet was about something benign. It was like, economy's doing great, great talks with Japan or something like that. And then you see a plus, plus, plus at the very end of this tweet. And a lot of people think, oh, Trump's a retard. And he's making these spelling mistakes in his tweets, et cetera, et cetera. But let's be real. He's got so many military guys around him that... It's it's precise. Every single misspelling matters, and something like that's not just going to slip by him, and he's going to post it. So plus, plus, plus on his Twitter, seven minutes beforehand, beforehand, Q posted plus, 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 saying everything has meaning. So I was like, okay, that's that's how they communicate with us, you know, these sorts of, uh, I don't want to say vague, but subtle ways of confirming things, and boom, that was it. And then, yeah, just since then, we had so many different things, like you mentioned, the uh, the North Korea situation, Q was talking about that months before it happened. Uh, oh, another one that happened really early on, about a week into it, was Q letting us know about the Saudi Arabian uh, purge, the corruption purge yes, that happened near the end yes. of 2017. Yeah, Q was posting about SA, Saudi Arabia, just like two days before that. And then on the 5th of November, 2017, boom, 30 princes, including Prince Al-Walid, they're in Saudi Arabia who has all sorts of connections to the Clinton Foundation and whatnot. They get arrested. And, yeah, I was like, okay, this is this is real. And that's when I just started doing a ton of reporting on it. Yeah, and, and you know, for me, it's just like oh, – I, I was like the whole question – so many people coming out. And they're like, I'm Q. I made this up. I'm this, that. And then there was talk mm-hmm. about Q is uh, super high level up at the – at the uh, NSA and that there's a battle between the NSA and the CIA because the CIA is pissed because they can't get the NSA's data and how the CIA is basically infiltrating the FBI. And then there was that Q is AI. If you had to guess to your best ability who you think Q is or what group Q is, who would you, if you had to say, who do you think it would be? Right. Well, if we look at Q's drops themselves, Q said that the amount of people that know the full scope on the of the operation are less than 10 and three of them are non-military so i have no idea who to place in that category i think we could venture to guess that donald trump knows very well uh this full scope of the operation but you know who are the other say eight nine people we don't know but again we were talking about compartmentalization earlier that doesn't mean there might not be thousands of people out there running some sort of, say, surveillance operations or intelligence gathering operations for that core Q group. But there's only a few folks that know that full scope of that operation, you know. And, yeah, it could be some of those military generals around Trump, maybe uh, Donald Trump himself. Uh, did, did you will ever, we ever know? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know. Who knows? Did you ever waver in your... Uh, belief in Q, was there any moment you're like, oh man, this might have been another giant psyop? Uh, you know, you know that's like- a great, that's a really great, great question. Cause kind of like you, I'm just really skeptical with everything. I think I've had my, my heart broken enough throughout the years <laughs> where I just don't want to get attached to anything and then find out that this, this organization or this person's a total shill and get my heart broke. But it took me a few months. 
So I was definitely into it for the first maybe two months. I'm just like, this Q stuff feels way too real, looks way too legit, but I was a little back off of it, you know, felt like it could be a PSYOP, but I'm still scratching my head thinking they're like, if it's a PSYOP, it's a really shitty PSYOP because here this Q operation is exposing human trafficking, the human sacrifice, child sex abuse, like hardcore shit and false flags. They were going into, I mean, since then they've gone into even UFO topics and big pharma and just all across the board. So I quickly, after a couple months, thought, nah, not a PSYOP. It's just, it's too, a PSYOP wouldn't be doing this for the deep state, wouldn't be exposing the sort of hardcore stuff that the, the deep state desperately doesn't want exposed, like that trafficking and the dark cult sort of stuff they do. 100%, dude. And, you know, yeah. it's like Q is very interesting because we would get this information and then we would see it play out in real time and then we would see the uh, mainstream media try to lie to us. And I think it really helped with the just disintegration of just any trust in the media. My girlfriend who's, <laughs> you know, I, I come home all the time. She's just watching MSNBC and she just can't let that shit go because, you know, she grew up on where like, you know, you're an adult, you sit home at night and you watch the news and you find out what's going on and you trust Dan Rather and Tom Brokoff and all these guys. And then, you know, uh, through, you know, the Clintons, like what I find very interesting about everybody right now is this notion that if Hillary Clinton was in office, we would be in such a better place. And like I've said before on the show, I have another show called Conspiracies Now. It's a fun show I just kind of do. And someone I guess said, he's like, I really love when the president is hated. Now, you you like Trump. A lot of people in the conspiracy world like Trump. I support Trump. I, I'm skeptical of anybody in that position. You could put Santa Claus in as president, <laughs> and I would fucking question everything, okay? But, you know, like he said, like, I hate, I love when the president's hated because everybody pays attention. Okay, everybody pays attention to what's mm -hmm. going on. And what we've seen is a just a complete and utter disintegration of any trust in the mainstream media. And what Q does to me is it kneecaps any attempt to pull a psyop on us. And we've seen it, whether it's false flags with school shootings or anything at all. Like even this Iranian shit, like I don't know if Q told us, but within the community, we heard about how a tanker was going to get hit and they're going to try to use it to get us into, uh, into this whole thing. Uh, I find it very interesting about how we've known everything before it happens like with this whole russia gate like we knew everything that's going on right now when did you realize that the russia gate was just all bullshit was it some q stuff or was it just just your own oh research? man i think i knew the russia stuff was all bullshit from the beginning because i started seeing articles in the mainstream media they were i do a lot of work in in the kind of natural health and like anti-vax communities and back in 2016 even way back then the mainstream media was trying to tell us that russian trolls are spreading vaccine misinformation on the internet and i'm just like oh my god they're trying to use this russian narrative for whatever they freaking can and then it was the russians hacked the election they hacked hillary's emails and now nah, it's just it was just nonsense for me from the beginning yeah, I mean, it started out with they hacked my emails, and then before you know it, they hijacked the election, and the goalposts just kept changing. 
Never addressing what's in the emails, only addressing that these Russian bad guys who are just, you know, this history of Russian scare. I mean, don't even get me started on my theories. You know, Eddie Bravo's got me convinced that nuclear weapons are bullshit and that it's just basically used to up. I mean, you think about the Cold War. What was the Cold War? A giant fucking psyop to get a military spending up yep and to scare everybody and where did that military spending go to the Lockheed's basement yep into Lockheed Boeing all these companies just took so much of that money you know $15 for a toothbrush no that they pay $15,000 for right the rest of that money goes into their slush fund psyop black ops totally psyop black ops so I mean like Hillary Clinton I don't know what uh, year she took bigger losses in 2016 or 2019. 19. I mean, she like she the most. Histo- I mean, like when you think of all the shit that's coming out right now uh, through this Russia Gate and this Robert Mueller shit, from the spying to the wiretapping to the picking of her candidate to the complete utter all of the fucking mainstream media backing this chick, and she still lost. As bad as that is. I think 2019 is even worse for her. Nexium is going down. Uh, 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 um, Epstein. Epstein. Have we even mentioned Epstein on this show yet? Let's get into some Epstein <laughs> shit. And oh, then, crap, you know, dude. yeah, I mean, Epstein is, I mean, we've talked about on the show. This is the Israeli Mossad version of the Catholic Church. And I have to preface this that because you start saying these certain words and people's heads start exploding. It's not about, once again, Judaism or Jewish people. My girlfriend's a Jew. Her family's Jew. I love them with all my heart. We're talking about a group of dark arts people that probably wear Judaism as just a mask so they can walk around us. They really worship the black Cuba Saturn. It's dark arts, chronos, child sacrifice shit, and this is their blackmail shit that's going on. What's, what's your whole thoughts about what's going on with Epstein, how he just tried to kill himself, or that's the psyop that they're telling <laughs> yeah. us right now? Yeah, what are your no, whole thoughts? I, I highly doubt that he uh, tried to kill himself. Actually, yeah, this this uh, news broke last night that Epstein was found in his cell with like lacerations around his neck, and he was like slightly unconscious or something like that. Uh, actually, I've seen some Anons dig up some interesting details on how in that same prison jail that Epstein's being held, there was an ex-cop. He was an ex-New York City cop who was being held in prison on like quadruple homicide or some shit like that. And they found this was two days ago. So just a couple a day or two before they found Epstein hurt. They found an illicit cell phone in his in his cell, a cell phone this New York City cop wasn't supposed to have, or this ex-cop. So what people are thinking is that this cop had this phone. Who was trying to call him? What the, what were they trying to call him for? Was somebody trying to put a hit on Epstein through this dirty ex-cop by calling him on his illicit phone in his cell? Like it's really weird, really weird stuff being connected there. And totally, man, yeah, I would say Epstein, they were pr- trying to put a hit on him because who is the biggest freaking liability to the deep state right now? That is Epstein. That is everybody figuring out what the hell's on Epstein's little St. James Island. That's not a gym. That temp- temple's not a freaking gym like the mainstream media is trying to say. That's a, that's a sacrifice temple, if yeah, I would say. Probably for a ritual sure. temple. He's got a big Masonic sundial on that island. And you were mentioning his connections to Mossad, you know, other rogue intel agencies. I'd imagine probably some CIA connections in there too. 
and his connections to so many freaking billionaires. Les Wexner out of Ohio. Unbelievable. Founder of Secret, man. He gave him uh, the mansion. For like the he biggest gave him a seventy seven million dollar mansion for ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah. So this 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 web, we're just starting to see the very beginning pieces of it. This web is gonna I mean it's gonna start spiraling out. Ray Chandler. Ray Chandler's modeling agency has connections to Jeffrey Epstein. Who's Ray Chandler? That chick been photographed with. Ooh, Bill Clinton, Eminem, ooh. All sorts of different uh, – Paris Hilton, I think, all sorts of different people, not implicating them. But nevertheless, what connections are there? So – I mean, if you go to this island – start unraveling, man. If you go to this island, you're shady as shit, dude. Now, the story that I heard, it was a brief post on Reddit, and it just disappeared. And it was about – this. a lot of this shit comes out when MI5 or MI6 finds out that – uh, Mossad is trying to blackmail Prince Andrew, yeah. and they they re, they alert either the CIA or the FBI that they got closed in on him. Now we've also found out recently that the fallout between uh, Trump and Epstein comes when Trump and this is I'm just starting to research into this, so uh, you know if I it turns out to be wrong, I will come back and apologize. But that there was a property that Epstein wanted to buy. And Epstein told Trump about this property because Epstein thought Trump was broke. But he goes to the Deutsche Bank. Is that what, how you pronounce that bank? The Deutsche, the Deutsche Bank? Or, uh, Something like that. Yeah. Goes to this bank and gets a loan when maybe he shouldn't and buys this house out from under Epstein. Epstein flips out and threatens to expose Trump's financial records. And that's when Trump supposedly gets the ball rolling on this Epstein trial shit. And what I find is very interesting is if you go through with that, if you go with that, that kind of storyline, Acosta working for Trump starts making some sense. And I'll tell you why. Because so Trump gets the ball rolling on this. Acosta get uh, Robert Mueller, whether anybody wants to believe it or not, comes in, tells fucking Acosta, give this guy a sweetheart deal. He's a witness and all this stuff. Jeffrey Epstein gives them no information, never done anything for him after the sweetheart deal. Trump gets in the office, hires Casa, full knowing that he gave him this fucking whole sweetheart deal. Why does that make sense to me? And I'll tell you why. Because they always knew they were going to pinch Jeffrey Epstein. And when they pinch Jeffrey Epstein, that whole old trial is going to blow up and everyone's going to go, why did you give this guy this sweetheart deal? Which makes this trial way more bigger more eyes with a microscope on these f- uh, fucking magnifying glass watching everything that this judge and this prosecutor does they try to get comey's daughter in there she does anything shady it will f- the internet will melt it is actually if you think 5d 60 80 it is such a smart move down the line acosta retires but now everybody knows that this guy got a sweetheart deal and now he doesn't get bail it's and hot damn who's gonna know more about epstein than acosta yeah acosta was blackmailed in the first place to give him that sweetheart deal then why would trump not bring him in give him some sort of position in the administration 
get information from him. Who's going to know where Epstein's bodies are buried? Acosta. Acosta does what he need to, needs to do for Trump and them, and then, boom, he's out of there once this Epstein stuff starts blowing up. So, yeah, man, 4D, 5D, I don't even care what you want to call it, but <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here. we got to deal with kind of multidimensional freaking chess going on. Do you think Epstein makes it to trial? Dude, that's a good question. Man, I wouldn't, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it to trial. But then again, I think they have him in probably solitary confinement with a fat straitjacket on right now. So nothing happens to him. They got to get that guy to trial. Now, we talked about yeah. the New York City cop. You know, uh, your thoughts on this this wave of suicides that have been happening. We just had this FBI agent in the middle of a pack dance floor blow his brains out and everyone's like he suicided himself on the dance floor i mean like i know white yeah. guys don't have rhythm but never that bad that they want to blow their fucking <laughs> brains out you know so and then nobody could talk about it. and now we saw this rash of new york city cops off themselves four or five of them supposedly have something to do with this anthony weiner laptop have you heard anything about that i've seen some stuff on that yeah earlier in this month i think it was four New York City cops all committed suicide in like a couple weeks, crazy stuff. And then just two days ago or three days ago, that uh, true pundit reported on that FBI guy, like you said, just committing suicide in the middle of a of a bar dance floor or something to that effect. Um, the only place I've seen report on that FBI guy is true pundit. So I'm not throwing my hat into that ring quite okay, yet. Okay, I respect but that. But I have seen I have seen an interesting detail linking potentially if it's real that. FBI agent to one of those suicided New York City cops. Really? Because I I don't know the last name of that FBI FBI agent, but it's Italian. I think it ends with a Ellie or something to that effect. Um, see, yeah, if you could like search it, look it up. And I saw some. Hold up, hold up. Bring it up in the phone. I saw somebody post that the last name of one of those suicided NYPD cops is the same last name. As that FBI agent, what? Don't, don't know if they're related, but uh, uh, it's still on my phone here. Yeah, don't know if they're related, but nevertheless, let's see if their name. Somebody. Okay, so the cop's name is Salvatore Sal Cincinnati. Sal Cincinnati, yeah, former Wall Street broker who joined the FBI in 2010, and he supposedly was. Uh, in investigating Duh. the Clintons. I mean, like, dude, how many people have... I mean, like, dude, it is a running joke. It is he a investigated the Clinton Foundation, but yep. he wasn't currently investigating it. But nevertheless, he was somebody who looked into high-profile Wall Street financial crimes, white-collar crimes. So... Who knows what he was currently investigating? Unbelievable, but, uh, dude! Unbelievable. So, Jordan, I, I want actually saw today the the hashtag Clinton body count was <laughs> trending on Twitter. It was freaking trending. What do you think of that? What do you think? Is like people are like, why is this allowed to twi trend? Is this a sign? Is this a sign that maybe uh, the good guys are winning? Is this a sign that they're trying Definitely. to shift our focus? Uh, is this a sign that maybe they're like, okay, Clint, you're on your own, dude. I mean, at some point, they have to yeah, cut ties with these people. Now that people. Twitter is letting that Clinton hit list or body count hashtag tr uh, trend, they're probably throwing her under the bus. They've been sort of throwing her under the bus for a little while now, but now they're seriously probably trying to distance themselves from anything Clinton, anything Epstein, and totally 
you know. Well, um, the establishment is blaming Russia on it. Okay. <laughs> they just they just so Any, stupid. Yeah. It's just like one it, of my favorite memes is uh, it's a meme of George Salukas, the ancient aliens guy, and instead of him going aliens. Somebody superimposed Clinton's face over him and goes, Russians. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Man. They just blamed it on everything. And how does anybody watch Rachel Maddow's anymore? How does she have two million? Who are the two million idiots that are tuning into a woman who— We call that gyms, airports, and restaurants. All oh! the TVs that are like <laughs> contracted to only play CNN and NBC. I never thought about that. That's insane, man. Wow. wow. Okay, Jordan. In a lot of these TVs, you can't change the channel because that's that's the only station that's preset. And I wouldn't doubt if they factor all that into the uh, what primetime counts or whatever of, of CNN just to inflate it. So wow, dude, that is oh, I never even thought about that. That's amazing, Jordan. I want to get into um your whole um. Your take, you're you're like one of the biggest uh, vocalist people talking about vocal people talking about uh, disclosure. You know, I have Eddie Bravo on my aliens, UFOs. Yes, Eddie Bravo <laughs> doesn't believe brethren. in space, and you know, I I'm not here just to talk to people that I agree with. Eddie doesn't believe in space. I don't know what's going on because we get most of our data from the group that I don't trust at all, which is NASA. Um, you are very much, you know, I will, again, above majestic is a wonderful movie. You're on there with some super heavy hitters and it's a very deep, deep movie. Um, a lot of it's about the space program. Like part of me either believes like maybe we, we've been to the moon, but in a different way, like whether it's a portal and we're on all the different planets or what is your whole thoughts on disclosure? You know, we got Project Bluebeam. Whenever you hear about aliens, you know, Project the conspiracy theorist in me goes, Bluebeam, Bluebeam, Bluebeam. What's your thoughts on all that? Where do we start? Where do we start? That's a freaking good question. I'm all um, about them good questions. I'm just going to put this idea out there. If there was a if there was a deep state group of a lot of corrupt people that wanted to keep technology secret, they wanted to keep what they were actually doing out there in space secret, like what a better way to keep it secret than to get people to think that there is no space or that the earth is flat or that we've never been into space <laughs> or that we've never been to the moon or there's an ice wall in Antarctica and there's no nothing under the ice down there, there's no sort of secret facilities down there. Like what better way to do that than to put these sort of psyops out there into the collective consciousness and get people off the track, you know, put these dead ends out there to purposely funnel people down and they won't realize, oh my gosh, anti-gravity technologies exist. Wow, these black projects have existed since the freaking like 40s to get men into space way before NASA and outside of NASA. And what we got to understand is that there's two different things, when, there's two different uh, we should say developments or build outs when it comes to space. There's public space and there's private space. So public space is NASA, SpaceX, whatever the hell Jeff Bezos is doing, like everything we're told on the public Lex service, Luther right? Shit, that's what and like you doing. mentioned, NASA, never a straight answer. A lot of what we get from NASA is false. Uh, but then again, it's not really logical to blanket label the organization. A lot of people think, oh, since NASA's fake, space is fake, and they make these these totally false conclusion jumps there 
I've met some people that have worked for NASA, extremely smart individuals. We were talking about compartmentalization earlier. There are so many scientists in NASA that are compartmentalized away from what's actually going on in terms of space that they have no idea what the hell is going on. NASA is really good at collecting data. Scientists from NASA, they're great at collecting data. They got all sorts of science, uh, satellites up in space and, and stations on Earth and whatnot. But they don't put that data together for us. They don't give us the big picture, the holistic picture, because they're just let out of it, right? Right. So when you start when you start researching or getting out of public space and understanding what's going on in private space, and by private space, I'm specifically meaning what the defense contractors and the military industrial complex has been doing since even before World War II, you come to realize, wow, okay, there's there's number one technologies available that are fucking mind-blowing, like way outside anything we're told from our education systems or media systems, meaning that, okay, anti-gravity technologies exist, free energy technologies exist, there's this whole sort of realm of science that uh, people have been getting into. We can talk about Nikola Tesla, we can talk about others even in the early 1900s that were working on different theories of gravity and all this stuff, trying to link gravity to uh, electricity, not separate them, but link them. And uh, yeah, so back in the back in the freaking 30s and 40s, this technology existed. Nikola Tesla was working on it, Thomas Townsend Brown, a guy named uh, Victor Schauerberger. There's just some names there. But what ended up happening is that the deep state basically took control of their research. Thomas Townsend Brown, he was making metal discs levitate with static electricity. He actually patented this. Uh, his, I think his patents became classified in the 50s. Nikola Tesla, of course, the FBI raided his apartment, took his papers. Uh, Victor Schauberger, a lot of his Trump's research Trump's uncle, up right? Trump's Nazi uncle hands. was one of those who raided his, uh, I don't know if What's the up? word is raided, but Trump's uncle Supposedly, Trump's the rumor uncle, yeah. is he was, he was one of the people who went on behalf of the FBI to go into Tesla's apartment in New York in 43 or was it 47? I get it mixed up. Whenever Tesla died. Yeah, he took his papers. So what does Trump know? What is Trump Little know? Baron Trump. That's interesting. I got to do a quick disclosure. The uh, the opinions expressed here are that of Jordan Sather's and not mine, Eddie Bravo. Yes. I am open-minded <laughs> to everybody, and I'm just simply hearing what my new friend Jordan has to say. If you see me, do not choke me out. I love you. It could be a ball. could be flat. I don't know. I'm here to t hear all things, so don't hate me, Eddie. Uh, I'm open-minded. I, I was watching that uh, above Majestic, and everything you were seeing on there is what I lean towards, uh, assimilation, uh, this ability to be on every single planet out there uh you know this you know because i just did something a tv show for the cw uh called mysteries decoded and we did the montauk project and there was a lot oh, nice. of talks about that whole thing um what do you think where do you think we're at do you, you i mean you mentioned kind of the levitation stuff like that where do, do you think we're on every planet do you think there's bases on other planets I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past the realm of possibility. You know, I was kind of just discussing the historical aspects of it. Like this technology was actually being developed a long time ago. And then it, it was uh, took into these secret programs. And then if you start researching a little after that, we're getting into like the 50s, 60s, 70s now. This is when they started siphoning a lot of money from 
public budgets, like the DOD, the Pentagon's budget. This is when the money started getting siphoning into these black projects, and they started developing these anti-gravity, basically flying saucers, triangles, cigar-shaped craft, et cetera, et cetera. And the Navy had some programs. The Air Force had some programs. I mean, they were kept secret, compartmentalized out of public domain. And shit, a lot of money, billions of billions of dollars back then, trillions of dollars By now, now yeah, has been funneled sure. into these black projects. And I mean, how much, how many photographs and videos have we seen of flying saucers and, and anti-gravity black triangles and how many witness testimony and insider testimonies do we have of them? And the, the government and the corporations and the media often plays it off as, well, number one, they call the people crazy or call it a weather balloon or swamp gas I saw. Or number two, they brush it off as being alien because they don't want to admit that it's their own damn technology. A lot of these UFOs in the skies are man-made. Yeah, so that so, is the difference. You know, and we've said this before on the show, UFO, alien are two separate things. UFOs. Right. Some a, UFOs. UFO just means something's in the sky and you don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. Can't identify it. Wow. A lot of them are ours. I'm not saying all of them are ours. I think some UFOs in the sky are most definitely extraterrestrial, non-human, but a lot of them are human. And they've been human for a while. It's like the 50s, 60s. So now where we're at, well... We're kind of in a battle for disclosure right now, actually. And we have two factions, if we're going to generalize it, two factions. We have like the Q Alliance faction, the way I see it, the good guys, we could call them. And then we have, of course, the deep state bad guys over here. And the good guys, what they're trying to do is get a space force created. Because they need to, number one, gain access to a lot of these secret space programs. They don't have access to them. They're kept so hidden, so unacknowledged that, shoot, they have to, number one, acquire them. And then figure out a way to disclose that. And what better way to do that than the Space Force? They can't do it through NASA. They can't trust NASA. NASA's just kept in the dark about so many things. Can't do it there. Uh, They can't do it through the corporations because, you know, that's where a lot of deep state control is too. So why not just create a new branch of the military, start acquiring a lot of these uh, secret projects and then slowly disclosing them? I think that's what the good guys are trying to do. The bad guys over here, the deep state, since so much is getting exposed in regards to Pizzagate and Epstein and the human trafficking and all that stuff, what they're doing right now is trying to distract the public and give a massive diversion with UFO disclosure. That's why we're seeing UFOs in the mainstream media right now, especially over the last year and a half. You said earlier that just because the mainstream media talks about something, it's fake. Most of the time, yes. But what they're doing now is actually rolling out a tiny bit of truth about UFOs. But I call it a limited hangout. And because it is a limited hangout is basically when their secrecy becomes shredded, when there's something that that people or a person is figuring out they offer up a little bit of truth to try to brush the rest of the uh rest of the crimes under the rug or the rest of the information under the rug so what the deep state's doing right now is giving us a tiny little bit of ufo information they're literally trying to distract us with shiny objects like they're trying to distract us with flying saucers because they want to distract people divert them away from all the occult stuff yep, that's yep, coming to yep, light yep, yep, over yep. here right everything that q is bringing to light Every all the human trafficking stuff like shoot, look at John Podesta. John Podesta has his fingerprints all over this U, this mainstream UFO disclosure initiative in the media right now. It's being headed by Tom DeLong, 
Tom DeLonge was found to be emailing with John Podesta in the WikiLeaks emails back in 2015. John Podesta supports this Tom DeLonge initiative of UFO disclosure. Why? That's because John Podesta's got a lot of skeletons in his closet that he's desperate to hide. Okay? So that's what we need to understand about UFOs right now is that I see a lot of people saying, oh, anything having to do with UFOs is deep state because it's Project Blue Beam or because it's it's demons or because it's not not necessarily. There's a lot of UFO truths out there that are absolutely real that we deserve full disclosure of. But the deep state right now is just giving us a tiny bit of twisted bullshit to distract us. So what is your biggest... What is the biggest... Now, we'll let you get your quote. Hold on one second. What is, do you think, the biggest evidence that either, one, we've made contact with aliens or we have some kind of weird agreement, like the Majestic 12, their agreement is like... You know, you give us technology, you could, you know, abduct a couple rednecks from Ohio and, you know, and uh, probe their asses. Like, what do you think are, are are the biggest evidence, in your opinion, that this happened or is happening or basically backs your beliefs? Damn, that's a good question. I mean, I'm on number fire. one, before I even talk about my ideas, I could I could divert this to the work of... Uh, Dr. Michael Sala. When I want to learn about space, I go to read his books or, or uh, read his articles on his website, exopolitics.org, I think, or something like that. Uh, his great books on it. We had him in a, in a Bub Majestic. But I, I think the best evidence, me personally, um, I mean, I, I go through the list. So I kind of look at it like I'm a, I'm a professional investigator. You have your testimonial evidence. You have your photographic evidence. You have your digital evidence. And then you put all the evidence that you have in each of those categories. So there's a lot of photographs and videos out there of flying saucers, man, flying flying discs and, and triangles and craft. And you won't see it on the mainstream media, um, but there's a lot. There's a lot of evidence out there. And even photographic evidence of structures on the moon and structures on Mars that don't look natural. You know, they look like they have very specifically – constructed sides yeah. and stuff like that. What's so, your thoughts on the moon? I think the moon is not a natural moon. Yes. I, I think it was placed there a long time ago and it's basically like an observation station. Yeah. I mean just look, the, the same side of the moon always faces Earth. That's not natural. Yes. It's made like that. What's on the back side of the moon? I think me personally, I think NASA did land on the moon in the sixties. Hate me for it, but I think it happened. But I never, I, don't think I will never hate. They you. told us what those astronauts actually found on the moon. I think they found facilities and saw craft in the skies. That's why Neil Armstrong had to switch to that secure comm link, right? I think they were seeing some stuff there that they've kept classified, and that's why the fakes have been put out into the public. All the fake videos, which I think were actually done and were actually put out in the public. We're just put there to muddy the waters, right, and distract us. I, I, I can see that. Think that the moon landings were fake and they never happened, so they could hide the the structures and all the rest of the stuff going on the moon. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, photographic evidence, digital evidence. Look at uh, what was his name? Gary McKinnon. You ever heard of Gary McKinnon? Yes. No. Yeah, but I'm the hacker yeah. back in 2000 uh, hacked from the UK. He was. Oh in the yeah, UK. yeah, 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 yeah. I think NASA and military databases here and found evidence of a secret navy space program called solar warden 
Oh my! Using, Sol- uh, solar warden, officers, and fleet to fleet transfers of of spacecraft. So, got digital evidence, man. We've got testimonial evidence, and we've had got tens, hundreds of people with their testimony for decades now coming out telling us of uh, all sorts of different things having to do with ETs and UFOs and the technologies associated with that. So, there's a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence. Is it possible? That all of it's really happening, meaning that uh, we uh, we have uh, contact with aliens, and they're going to use Project Bluebeam for a one w- world order. Like they, uh-huh. we, we are working with aliens. They're giving us technology. They're probing uh, rednecks, but we're also <laughs> they're in on the game that they're going to use it. Kind of like um, I forget what the name of the movie was, where the giant blue guy gets blamed for all the nuclear war shit. But it's almost along the lines of that where it's like these aliens are like, yeah, sure, just blame us for everything. We don't care. And uh, do you think that's possible? Oh, man, my thoughts on Bluebeam. So let's get into that. Um, I've got a a couple thoughts on Bluebeam. Number one, I think think it might have been originally created as basically a PSYOP about a PSYOP. So – Number one, Blue Beam just invokes so much fear in people that, I mean, how convenient is that? Even if the deep state was never planning to do some sort of Blue Beam holographic projection in the sky, et cetera, et cetera, false flag like that, even if they were never planning to do it, just telling us that they were going to do it scares the shit out of a lot of people. Right. And that, I mean, keep people scared. You can easily control their minds. Also on that point, if they were going to do Blue Beam, and they projected something in the sky, make people think that aliens were coming or that some deity or whatever the case. Who are people going to want to run to if Blue Beam starts happening? They're going to run to the people who have been screaming about Blue Beam the whole time. So it's like they're setting up their own controlled opposition assets for people to funnel into if they pulled Blue Beam, you see? Right. So it's like a PSYOP about a PSYOP. And some of the people I think screaming, oh, Blue Beam or beware the false flag alien invasion, I think they're controlled opposition just to be the perp, the, the point guy, basically. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then another thought on Blue Beam, I was researching something called Project Fire Sign. You ever heard of Project Fire Sign? Oh, no. what is that? You have all these great projects. <laughs> yeah, dude. So back near the end of 2016, this was about when the WikiLeaks emails came out. There was another document that was leaked that was said to come from a strategy group that was working with Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Don't know if it's a confirmed, legit document, but nevertheless, when you study it, it actually looks – I mean, if it was a fake, it's a very intricate fake. Like you don't go through that much time and effort to fake something like that in my mind. But it was a document from the Benenson Strategy Group. Benenson Strategy Group was a strategy group working with Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016. And this, the name of this document was called Project Firesign. And it was basically like the actual details of how they were going to pull Bluebeam. It was like Project Bluebeam exactly. So it was crazy that this document was allegedly coming from a strategy group working with Hillary Clinton's campaign. And uh, basically it was saying, you know, if they were going to lose in any way, shape or form, they're going to pull this Project Firesign, a.k.a. Project Bluebeam. Of course, it's never happened. It hasn't happened. And if the deep state was ever planning to do something like a false flag alien invasion, um, I just personally, I don't think it's doable. I don't think it's viable. 
for various reasons. Number one, I think the good guys are getting too much control, not just the good guys here on Earth, but I think there's a lot of civilizations here that just wouldn't let something like Ooh, Blue Bean happen. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, I mean, you think if they were going to pull a false flag alien invasion, that's like another level above 9-11, of course. And not just that, but how much like... It, when you get down into yeah. the deep sort of spiritual aspects of it, there's a, a non-interference policy or like a prime directive policy that, that a lot of the ETs abide by. Whoa. They can't just openly show themselves, you know, if you want to get into the, the spiritual components of it all. Yes. But uh, if the if the bad guys were to pull a Project Bluebeam, that's like instantly breaking the non-interference policy. And then the good ETs could just like, boom, do, you know, take it out. Totally just wipe them out. So... I think there's many different reasons why Blue Beam is not a thing and, and can't be done. Uh, okay. So as we're coming to the end here, I really got into – I want to talk to you about something that was brought up on Above Majestic. Uh, it is uh, the reptilians uh, and then the yeah. bloodlines. And, you know, we just had something came out that, like, like Trump and Hillary are, like, 19th cousins. And, you know, we had we had Queen Elizabeth come out and say that she is a uh, relative. Uh, she is related to the Prophet Muhammad. And it's just another clue, another, more evidence that there, this, this, this governing group this, these elites are all somehow related to each other, which to me plays into the whole Anunnaki stuff. What is your thoughts on reptilians, Anunnaki, bloodlines? I'd love to hear what you have yeah. to say, Jordan. Totally, man. So I do think, I mean, this kind of gets into the uh, that fallen angel conversation. You ever hear that? Like, oh, ETs are just fallen angels or something like that. And, uh, you know, they came here few thousand years ago and started tinkering with us but uh i think that fallen angel idea is just like the way that a lot of people describe one group of ets just like a common name for one group that could have came here you know maybe ten thousand years ago or a little earlier than that and started messing with man you know genetically tinkering with us in some way shape or form and I think the bloodlines, the reason why the Illuminati or that deep state keeps to their bloodlines now is because they believe themselves to be uh, descendants from some sort of ancient extraterrestrial race. I Anunnaki's, think that's why they keep right? to their bloodlines. And I think they believe themselves. See, that's what's important here. It's not about what we believe. It's about what they believe. And uh, I think these these Illuminati folk, you know, they perceive us to be like swine and genetically inferior so that's why they're totally okay with vaccinating us and spraying geoengineering aerosols over our heads and depopulating us and whatever the hell because they think their genetics are superior to ours and um of course i don't believe that at all and uh, <laughs> a lot of people out there don't but yeah so it's just it's a very are there lizard people jordan nevertheless uh, I think they do think they descend from these sorts of races. You look into like the elongated skull people and different sorts of of species and races that that could have existed here. And in terms of the reptilian thing, like I'm not I'm not for sort of the biological shapeshifter reptilian idea. I don't think that uh, physical meat suits like that can shapeshift. But I think I think there are different species of extraterrestrials out there that take the shape of different 
kind of animal species. Like we take sort of a primate shape. What's to say that their uh, species can't evolve from a reptilians or there can't be like avian species out there, or even feline beings or something like that. It sort of makes sense. Cat people. And, uh, I don't think they can biologically shapeshift, but they probably have like heightened psychic powers and could mind control us in some way. Like maybe they can't shapeshift, but they can make us think they're shapeshifting in our brains. Um, I don't know. These are just some ideas that I've I love it, dude. Over, uh, it do- is there like Pindar, that. Jordan? Is there a Pindar? Is there like a 10-foot albino <laughs> lizard out there running the show, telling Queen Elizabeth to kiss his nuts? Like, like what do you what do you think, man? I mean, like, on the Majestic... I mean, there has to be some... I mean, why does this... Is there Hollow Earth? So Are they in Hollow Earth? Because there's so much non-human influence. And there's got to be some sort of... I mean, if it's a physical being, a lot of people talk about, like, non-physical archonic entities or demonic entities whatever you want to call it uh there's got to be some sort of even higher but then the question it begs the question who's above them who's above them how high does the control structure go there doesn't know but nevertheless it doesn't matter how high the control structure gets i mean as long as we keep ourselves uh spiritually pure over here and don't let them do their shit doesn't matter is the earth hollow What's that? Is the earth hollow? Hollow. I think it's more like a honeycomb. Personally. Explain. Explain. I got to hear this. I love it. So so within the earth, there could be a lot of like uh, cavern systems and whatnot within it, you know? And uh, I don't think the earth is hollow, period, like a, like a giant ball of nothingness inside it. And then we're like on this crust floating on top ah, of it. But I, I think it could saying. be like honeycomb shaped. Yeah. within it and uh i don't think the core of the earth is molten lava like we're often told i think it's more of like an electromagnetic plasma like an electroplasma i think that's what the core of these planets are and our sun is too our sun is like a liquid metallic hydrogen ball of plasma not this like big nuclear ball like they uh, often try to say those are just some ideas in mind. i love it is there is there a 51 gonna get rated you think anyone's uh, gonna go i'd like to see him try but, dude, it's not even Area 51. Why don't we go raid the Clinton's residence? They can't yeah. suicide all of us. Yeah, right? let's do that. that well, let's Vatican. do that. That's the more important right now. Yeah, let's go to Vatican with all these bones being found. I mean, they're right? pieces of shit, dude. I don't know why we're sitting here. I, it amazes me, like, you know, Eddie Bravo brought up a good point. Like, if you tell people people <laughs> are hurting puppies, they'll flip the fuck. Like, I'll watch, I'll watch John Wick, and, like, when they kill the dog, I'm like, you motherfuckers, that's a dog. It's so what you know, but man, you say that people are hurting kids, and they're like, "Oh, you know." I mean, what can you do? Like, I love Penn, I love Penn State football. It's like a tradition, like no other. It's like, <laughs> how often it's do like, you see? What are we doing here? How often do you see adopt this dog? Never do you see adopt this kid. Yeah, it's, it's always adopt this dog. It's sad. I mean, like, I love dogs. I'm not taking away from, no, like, you should not. never hurt a dog. But it's like this notion, like this town I live in, like, we have, like, elitist white women trying to convince us how hard it is to be them. It's so hard to be us. It's like they're born on third base crying about not being able to hit home runs. And then the minute somebody they work with gets uh, accused of pedophilia, they're just quiet as fuck. They don't say a word. And it's disgusting. 
disgusting, okay? Jordan, I got to be honest with you, man. You blew away my expectations. You came on the show. You dropped some serious hammer. And I really do appreciate that you'd spend some time on my little show, on our little show. And uh, please plug anything you want our listeners to come and uh, check out that you're doing right now. Hell yeah, guys. I'm more than happy to come on anytime. Uh, my website is jordansather.com. My YouTube channel is Destroying the Illusion. If they terminate my YouTube channel for a third time, it's been done twice. Came back twice. Oh. Jesus didn't even do that. I got resurrected twice on YouTube. <laughs> they take me off for a third time. Uh, Destroying the Illusion 2.0. I think I got a BitChute channel too. Go to uh, BitChute, man. Everybody should go to BitChute. If you listen yeah, to the show. Just in case. Just go in case. to BitChute. Like if you listen to the show, hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell so you get the indicator. But dude, listen, man. They're going to fucking jack this shit at some point. Totally. And it's like if like, you love truth. And by the way, YouTube is dying. We're gonna, YouTube is losing. I know people think I'm crazy. YouTube is losing billions of dollars with their algorithms. Facebook is too. Facebook, they're all just getting hit with antitrust probes and all this stuff like my opinion is let's use the the big tech social media platforms as much as we can because that's where everybody's at that's where the people who haven't heard this information or our messages are at so we got to get this to them we don't want to just be sitting in echo chambers on the alt platforms but we absolutely have to prepare to gravitate off youtube and facebook and twitter and instagram etc so yes yeah, start the bit shoot channel start a gab i'm on gab and parlor and all that too but most of what I do is on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. All right. Well, Jordan, you are a man, a myth, a legend. You are a, a gentleman and a scholar. I appreciate uh, you having a uh, coming on tinfoil hat. Do you ever make it out to Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll actually be uh, next month. In like a month, I'll be in Ventura County. Well, come hit well, me up. It. Yeah. Come hang out. For sure. If I have one of my big shows, yeah, I'd love for you to come as my guest and uh, hang out and talk some smack, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, one more time, Jordan Sather, killing it on the show. Always welcome back. One of the OGs of this thing. Uh, he's killing it, and I hope you guys check out his stuff, and we appreciate you joining. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Tim Foyle Hat. We'll talk to you. Buy your t-shirts. Check out the Patreon. See us live. Subscribe. That's Subscribe. Subscribe, yo. Bye, everybody. Bye.